Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode of Babes on Broad. I am Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town, and we're back to talk all things Philly. We're brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Type Bleeding Green Nation anywhere you listen to podcasts and you'll be able to find us. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Babes on Broad on both. And then I am at SamWills18 on both. And Jess is at RunThisTown13, town with an E on Twitter. And then at JessicaTown with an E again on Instagram. And now you can also rep Babes on Broad. Check out the store on designtree, dsgntree.com slash Babes on Broad and get yourself some merch to rep the babes. Absolutely. Yes. We already did one episode this week. We broke down the Eagles and the Lions and that tragedy. That's an absolute dumpster fire. Yes. So this week or this episode, we're just going to break down the Packers matchup, and then we'll also do our usual, the mean tweets at the end. We'll also get into our food of the week and our drink of the week and maybe some things happening in Philly, all that kind of fun stuff. And sports, because there's some things happening in sports I want your opinion on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, okay, Green Bay Packers, 3-0 and in the year. Yep. They look scary. Their defense looks scary. They've played some formidable opponents in now – Okay, well, what should be. Um, in the Bears, you know, the the offense is not great, but their defense is, is always good. The Vikings, you know, relatively good offense, good defense. And also the Denver Broncos, who have not looked terrible mm-hmm. and, you know, have a good defense as well. So we'll get into the offense later, but I think the biggest thing right now that, that you and I have chatted about so far, Sam, is is this defense. And the Green Bay Packers were never really known for having a good defense. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a good defense for a really long time now. And you They know, had a couple guys here and there, and like Clay Matthews, yep. but never a solid group. Yeah, and their, that was their main focus this year, was to really revamp that defense. And through the last couple drafts, and a little bit through free agency as well, they've done a really, really good job of really stacking this defense. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup and challenge for the Eagles going up there on Thursday. Yeah, so they played like the Bears, who aren't as great. But I think they only won 10-3, to and that was the opening game of the NFL season. And everybody knows it was an ugly game. Mm-hmm. But they still won. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing, is they still dominated their defense. They had five sacks just that game on Trubisky. The Eagles have two in three games this entire year. Yes. Two total. They also had in that game one, two, three, four, four different players with sacks and with full sacks. And then um, Preston Smith had one and a half and Kenny Clark had the other half of that sack. So 
five guys that helped with a sack on Trubisky that week, which is insane. Yeah, and they also they had an interception that week. So I told you this as we were looking into the matchup. I forget the guy on Twitter, somebody's friend, and he just retweeted him, but he was a Packers fan. And he said, this Eagles team, like, they're struggling right now. They will have, like, kind of a revenge going out for the Green Bay Packers just because they kind of need this win. Right. But he did say that their offense is okay because they have Aaron Rodgers. They have a couple weapons and stuff. But their defense is what has been giving them yes, this That's, opportunity. And he's yeah. not wrong because we broke it down through each game. Five sacks in the first game. Then going into the second one. One sack just the second game, but that was against Minnesota. Probably their, well, definitely their hardest game so far this year. Right. And then they had five sacks on Flacco last week. Yes. There are 12 sacks on the year. Preston Smith had three sacks last week and a forced fumble. And then the other two sacks came from um, Zadarius Smith. Yeah. So both the Smiths. That's that's absolutely true. Their defense is what's been not carrying them, them through because obviously you can't say the defense is carrying. Well, you have Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. You never, you never need to be carried with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. But. They're only averaging averaging 19.3 points so far, which is 24th in the NFL. Now, the Eagles are averaging 25.3, which is 9th in the NFL. Obviously, again, the Eagles have not played. The Redskins' defense, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcons' defense, definitely better. And the Lions' defense isn't bad either. You know, the Eagles have done a pretty good job of putting up of putting up points so far. Considering their situation. Yeah, yeah, considering their situation. the They're also averaging a lot more yards. The Packers are only averaging 286.7 yards total of, of total offense, um, and that's 28th in the, in the NFL, and the Eagles are averaging 365 yards per game, which is 13th in the NFL. So, you know, it, it's interesting there, and, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, they're pretty close to, I think Mike Groh mentioned this, you know, they have two games over 100 rush yards total. You know, the Packers are are not really near that. They're doing, they've got a really good one-two approach with Aaron Jones and what's, what's it, Jamal Williams. Ad- Williams. Jamal, what is, who is Jamal There's Adams? an Adams. There's an Aaron There's Adams. There's a Jamal Adams or, somewhere. No, Devontae Adams. It's Devontae Adams. I love him. <laughs> He's on my fantasy team. I really hope he sucks this week. Um, But yeah, I, I think that, this is absolutely going to be the best defense so far that the Eagles have faced. And I think one of the biggest things there is to note is the sacks and, and the takeaways. Yeah, the takeaways are huge, especially Miles Sanders last week. We yeah. had a lot of fumbles. I mean, our receivers did too. So that's scary. But I definitely think this is the game we need to see Howard. And you need to push Howard. I absolutely agree. The Green Bay defense is really interesting. They fired their defensive coordinator who had been there for a while two years ago. They brought in Mike Pettin, who has done a lot. Of, he, he's been with a lot of different organizations around the NFL. And their one defense that is that not many you still use a 3-4. It's typically a 4-3 in the NFL today. They still focus on that 3-4 base scheme. So they put so much emphasis on their linebackers and focus on actually having a nose tackle, play a pure nose tackle role, which is not what you usually see. So it's that two gap scheme. So basically what that means is you have three guys up front and then there's the offensive five. So you take whoever's head on you, but you also are in charge of the the gaps on your shoulders. What they've been doing a lot lately is they've been, I mean, not lately. They, like I said, really good linebackers. They've always had really good Mm -hmm. linebackers and they have another, a couple of really great ones who are essentially defensive linemen at a linebacker position, 
but they thrive in that kind of environment. So they bring them down and bring them off the edge. And that's why their linebackers account for nine and a half of their 12 sacks on the season. And it's because they bring them down into the box. And we're going to see a lot of five, six, seven man boxes because additionally they kept 11 defensive backs on their roster on their 53 man. So you'll see looks from them of five DBs, seven DBs. Sometimes you'll only see four, but they're so versatile. They have a lot of positionless players and you're going to see so many different looks. So it's going to be really interesting for the Eagles and for Carson Wentz and for some of the younger guys to be able to figure this defense out because they do such a good job of disguising what they're doing. With all that being said, because they're obviously dominant and it's going to be hard for this Eagles offense, what do you think is going to be the stronger and the best option for the Eagles this week? I really think that forcing the run game is going to be crucial. Establishing the run game early. Now, I'm not going to sit here and backtrack on my point from a couple weeks ago saying, well, if it's not working, let's put the ball in Carson's hands and trust him to make a play. I still hold firm with that. The Eagles are averaging a lot more yards per play than the Packers are. So they're averaging 5.2 yards per play, but the Packers have only let up one passing touchdown on the year. They are number two in the NFL in points allowed, 11.7 points per game. It's wow. a really, wow. really interesting. It's definitely intimidating. It's tough. Oh, yeah. Listening to that This stuff. is an intimidating because defense. Because they couldn't, they couldn't get open last week against the Lions. And then you see all this. And their corners, their corners have really, really good ball skills. They're an extremely focused and locked in defense. So from the neck up, they are completely in on every play. And obviously you've seen that from the neck up, the Eagles have had some issues on offense for the last two yes. weeks. And I think that's a really big concern. This is a big test for Carson. This is a big test for some of these young receivers. Yeah, because Carson Dang. didn't have 100% accuracy last week. And he can't have that against this team with all their interceptions and all their... Oh, yeah. And especially the way that he kind of played in that first half against um, Atlanta in in yeah. the Dome. And Doug Peterson's been talking about this week that Lambeau's like a Dome. Yeah. The way he played and he's throwing balls to a guy sitting on his that can't happen because no. I'll tell you what Aaron Rodgers will make you pay Matt Ryan should make you pay in theory Aaron Rodgers will yeah will he's not somebody you can sleep on and that's the thing no. is like you need to come like I know Doug Peterson and the whole staff have said they completely just forgot about the lines because it's a quick turnover yeah and you have to prepare for this team this entire team because you have to come out of the gate hitting hard because like you said if you don't Aaron Rodgers is yes. and you need to at least stay up and close with him the entire game and then somehow pull it out at the end if you're gonna win the Eagles have the potential to have this high power offense this is a tough defense to do that against especially when you're banged up oh definitely. we did good, get good news though good Less. news so Alshon Jeffrey looks like he'll be coming back most likely I don't know how much playing time he'll be getting with his calf and hopefully he takes it easy. But um, I'm not sure the temperature or anything in Lambeau. It might be a little colder, which... Probably a little bit chilly. Low 60s, I would assume. I can look that up while we're talking right now. Yeah. And see but what so, that temperature's going to be like for them. I feel like that affects it. But at least you get him back. And if you can have him in there for at least majority of the time, or at least a little bit. Yeah. Like, that'll make a difference for sure. Just the sheer presence of having a guy like Alshon on the field 
takes pressure away from other guys. Aguilar, we saw that last week. He's proven so many times he is that perfect third receiver you have. Yep. Because then he doesn't have the pressure. He can lay low and he can come up and make good plays when he needs to make them. When he's depended to be that big guy on the team, he can't. He can't make the plays when he needs to because he's stressing. He's worried about getting hit or something or dropping. He's a mental, he's a mental case when he is that top guy. And even then, they were still doubling him on Sunday. I know. The Lions were still doubling. But the problem but was... But who else do they have? J.J. Arcega, sorry. That would be assuming that any of the other receivers can catch the ball. But they had they didn't have to worry about covering anybody else because they were covering themselves by not catching the ball. Yeah, seriously. They hurt themselves last week. It was a huge... For, for the second week in a row, it was a big shoot-yourself-in-the-foot yeah. kind of game. And we can't have another one of those. We can't have another game where it's another... We have to look at all this in hindsight. And I think it's... I think it's silly to say we should be 3 and 0 because the games happen, you can't yeah, go back yeah, in time. Yeah. You're not. Carson's 3 and 0. Your receivers are 1 and 2. That's um, what Carson I think. might be 2 and a half cuz he did have that terrible half. <laughs> That's true. against the Falcons. That's true. I'll give Carson 2 and 1, but the yeah. receivers are 1 yeah. and 2. This is terrible. Um to talk about the weather a little bit. So uh it might rain during this game on Thursday night. Breaking Which news. Makes it- the weather says showers late. 40% chance of rain on Thursday night. It's supposed to be a low of 54 degrees. Most of cloudy skies, a few showers later in the night. Chance of rain, 40%. So add that factor in. I hope I hope their like weather team is better than the medical staff. That like lets them know yeah. what the weather's supposed to be like. Cause yeah, so it will be a little bit chillier. Not nothing too bad. Mm-hmm. Rainy's a whole separate ball game. Literally. It is. Oh man, I'm nervous. You can't for a team said, that's had drops in ball security. That's issues, what I'm saying. The last thing you need to do is add liquid to that. <laughs> oh, damn. But, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. The last two weeks we said they embarrassed themselves. They need to do something big and stay sharp this game so that, one, they don't embarrass themselves again. But it wouldn't even be that. You would, If you slack off against the Screen Bay team, they're going to embarrass you. Mm-hmm. And you can't have that, especially – okay, so kind of we're down now from our high Super Bowl hopes that we came in the season went. But there's still the potential that we go into the playoffs. Like, I'm still th- saying we go playoffs. I'm so confident in that. I'm still confident Dallas has only beaten the Worst Redskins, teams. the Dolphins. Who's the other one they beat? The Giants. Oh, my God. The Eli-led Giants. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it with that, oh, my God, Dallas is going to the Super Bowl crap. One know what's funny, actually, now that we're talking about Dallas. I wrote it. I looked at it Dallas before. sucks. They do suck. But, um, so Saquon, Saquon Barkley, yeah. he's out with a high ankle sprain. Four to six weeks. He'll probably get back sooner than later because it's Saquon and he's a freak. His sixth week, if he stays out that week, which I highly doubt, it would be against the Cowboys. So they potentially could have another easy game against New York Giants. Even easier because it'd be Daniel Jones without unless, a Saquon. Unless Daniel Jones steps up like he unless did Unless he's a monster. Just uh, kidding. He's not going to be a monster, but he's he's not bad. He's not bad, but at the same time... I said, I think that the Giants out... Now, I don't want to give the Giants as much credit, but I really think they outsmarted everybody in taking a quarterback who they thought could be solid because they knew they had to pay Saquon. So here's the thing. I have a conspiracy. Okay, tell me. I saw yesterday. It was whatever, like 15 years. I don't remember the anniversary. Mm -hmm. But it was the anniversary of when Drew Bledsoe got hurt and Tom Brady came in. A day after... Daniel Jones takes over. So maybe it's the same thing. And the Giants did outsmart them. And they got 
Daniel Jones where he should have been drafted instead of a sixth round like Tom Brady. Goodness. What do you think about that? Well, I really hope they don't go on some absolute (laughs) terror of being in the Super Bowl for like 11 years straight. That's not what I want in my life. No, I texted you the other day when the game was on and there, or no, it was pregame show, Fox pregame show. Yeah. And they said how it's going to be for the next at least decade, the Eagles and Cowboys leading the NFC and it's going to be scary. Listen. And that is the worst possible thing to hear. I hate Dak Prescott. So unbelievably much. I can't stand that man. (laughs) And just wait until we get into Dallas week because I will be unbearable. (laughs) They're a good team. They've looked good so far, right? Yeah, they've played poop teams. They've played garbage teams. I will be interested to see what they look like this week. Um, The Saints are still a good football team with or without Drew Brees. Obviously, with Drew Brees, they're infinitely better. But Teddy Bridgewater did not look terrible. He needs to look a little bit more confident. But they still have a good defense, and they still have Alvin Kamara, who can make you pay in any which way. So it'll be an interesting, and they they have to go to that dome. And Michael Thomas is just a a threat all around. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the scary part about this is, Going down one and three with the potential of Dallas going four and zero, oh, and then terrifying—that's a horrible thought. But we will get into that uh, in a little bit. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about how terrifying that is. We'll finish breaking down uh, the rest of this matchup with the Packers, and then we will do some recipes. So we are the Babes on Broad on Bleeding Green Nation. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We are the babes and we are back. So we left off. We were talking about the Packers-Eagles this Thursday night, the quick turnaround game. It is crucial. It's crucial. Oh, yeah. We talked about it. There's a big chance they could go down one and three, and the Cowboys could start off three and one, if not four and up. What, you know, Sam and I were just talking about during the break a little bit was how our schedules change. So Dallas starts off with an easy start to the schedule, which gives them momentum, but the Eagles close out their schedule with a fairly, fairly easy, the the, the middle is really tough. So they go up to Lambeau, they play the Packers, and they come home and play the Jets. Then they go away to Minnesota, then away to Dallas, then away to Buffalo. They come home, play the Bears, have their bye, but then they play the Patriots at home, they play the Seahawks at home, 
And then they go down, they play Miami in, in Miami. They play the Dolphins. Then they come home, play the Giants on Monday Night Football. Then they go to Washington, play the Redskins, come home and play Dallas, and then they play in the Meadowlands against the Giants for the final game of the season. So they have, what is that, four division games in December. Yeah. So they get to play those four division games and the Dolphins. The issue with that is because they have such a tough middle of the schedule and now they might start off one and three, potentially, I still hold firm that they're going to go two and two. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is a loss. I'm not going to do that. No, me either. You know, I'm not throwing away the season by any means. They're still my Super Bowl prediction. I'm sticking Mm -hmm. with that. This potential right here and the potential for Dallas to start off 4-0, it makes that end of the season where it should be cake games to get you to the final game to win the NFC East, the game that gets you, you know, home field, and one game that secures the number one seed. Not a, we have to win this out to be able to either A, get a wild card, or B, have a better record than Dallas for the NFC East. Yeah, I agree. And I think because of the way that their injuries work out too, Mm -hmm. it does suck that we have it tough right now. But I think the more important thing, just make the playoffs. Doesn't matter how, just get there. And then you ride out, you build momentum going into the playoffs, you get all your guys back and healthy. And that's kind of like their Super Bowl year in 2017. They had injuries in the beginning. They all came back, they meshed as a group, and they went in and had that amazing run. I mean, they still had Foles instead of Carson. But the rest of the team, they were a team. And imagine how much of a team they'll be with Carson instead of Foles. Yeah. As their leader. So I think you just need to get there. And I think everybody's stressing so much because just literally because of that potential they had in their mind of what could have been and what should have been, you know? Yeah, and it's it's one of the most important things of 2017 was they won the tough games. They went down to Carolina and beat the Panthers. They went out to L.A. and beat the Rams. They went down to Dallas and absolutely spanked Dallas in Jerry World. Winning the big games, destroying the bad teams. They were putting up crazy amounts of points on the teams that they should. It wasn't, you know, a close game here and a close game there. And that's what is worrisome about this is it's the fact that first game of the season that year, they beat up on the Redskins 30 to 17. Then they went down to Kansas City and only lost by a touchdown. Then they come back home and they narrowly escaped the Giants in a year that the Giants went 3 and 13. And from there, they didn't lose for almost three months. I mean, they ran out of fireworks in the link at one point when they were playing. I think it was they were playing the Broncos. They put some serious points on the Bears, who I think went 3-13 and that year, too. Like, they were handling the bad teams to the point where they were putting Nick Foles in at the end of games. That's where you want them to be, and they're not there. And there are multiple reasons for that. They need to win this game in Green Bay. And it's unfortunate that a Week 4 matchup that most people said, all right, they can take that as a loss. It's a tough game. It'll be fine. Now has turned into this must-win situation. And regardless of what the coaching staff says and they say they're not panicking or whatever, they all know that this is a really key game that they need to bounce back with. It's going to be tough, man. I Like I said, I'm not giving up on this team, obviously, for sure. But I, I never want to go against them. But it is... Tough in my mind, just because we did break down how tough their defense is. Mm -hmm. And we're not together on offense right now. Right. And you can only, Carson can only do so much. He has to have a big game and not, he has to be careful. He can't just be lazy with where he throws the ball and try to make something out of nothing. Because you can't do that with this team. Because they'll recover and they'll make something out of it with Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be big and I don't, 
I don't know, dude. It makes me nervous. Like we said, a lot of things that go into it, a lot of things that need to happen. Same question as last week. What is your prediction for this game? What is your final score prediction? And who do you think is the crucial player or position group for this win, this win or loss? Or, you know, if they were to win, what is what, who's your key? I'm going to say I didn't think about this prior. So it's kind of based off of what we've been talking about. Cause I wanted to go in like good vibes. I wanted my vibes to send me something and it's kind of torn right now, but I still think because the Eagles need this so bad and it's a quick week for both of them, they have a chance to strike on green Bay. Mm-hmm. If they strike fast at green Bay, that they could be looking at this team as an easy go. So they have a chance to catch them off guard if they come out swinging. So I'm going to say 31, 30 Eagles. I think it's going to come. I think it's going to come down late, late, late in the game, and because obviously Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to give it up. Right. It's always going to be late if you get a win over Aaron Rodgers. But um, my key, I have a couple of them. Okay. Like I already said, Carson, because they're going to be on him. That defense is going to be on him a lot this game. Yep. So he needs to be smart with the ball. He needs to throw it away when he has to. He can't try to make something out of nothing because this team hits and they hit hard. Do not get hurt, Carson. Please, God. Please. And then I'll also, I mentioned in the last show, um, they're going to need a running game. I think Howard's your back for this game. Sanders, I'm sorry, your rookie, have a lot of potential for our future. But right now, you scare the heck out of me with all those fumbles, especially with this team that's caused so many. And if it rains. And if it rains, yes, I don't trust you. So Howard on that. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going Fletcher Cox because he had no... Stat. No stat in anything last week. That is nuts for Fletcher Cox. Doug Peterson came out and said that it's a a Brandon Graham situation from last year where he eases into the season because he's coming off of injury. Not good enough for me. Fletcher Cox needs to come out this week and do something big. I like it. I like it. I'm going a little bit lower with my score. I have 23-20 Eagles. I still, I exactly what you said, coming out there, quick turnaround, but the Eagles need this win. The Packers are 3-0. and I think that the Eagles have a chance to strike here. And I think that the running backs, Jordan Howard, and I promise I wrote that down before you even said it. Um, <laughs> Why you got to be like me? Yes, gosh. <laughs> You're just so cool. <laughs> um, like I said before, the Packers are only allowing 11.7 points per game. Um, have only allowed one passing touchdown. Number two in the NFL in points allowed. However, they've been allowing an average of 131 rushing yards per game. That's huge because they only allowed 46 rushing yards to the Bears. Interesting. So they It was Dalvin Cook. It was Dalvin Cook. Yeah, came up big somewhere. So the offensive line needs to step up, create some holes for Jordan Howard, and Jordan Howard needs to kind of take advantage of the 3-4 base defense with the linebackers focusing on getting into the backfield. And needs to be able – what I think is going to be really, impor- really important is going from under center. Last week they ran a lot of empty backfield. They ran maybe three or four play actions that I noticed. They need to get back to that play action. They need to give Jordan Howard a full head of steam running right through that offensive line. They can't let any time for those edge rushers, edge linebackers to come and stop that play before it gets started. I think that's going to be a really big key for them. Um, and I think getting Alshon back is going to help, but I definitely think, I, I still think the Eagles can win this one. And I think that they've got a really good opportunity to, because uh, additionally, you know, another big thing is I think the, the defensive line needs to step up the Packers defensive side. They have 12 sacks. We only have two, but they also let up a lot of sacks. 
The Eagles' offensive line has let up seven sacks. So has the Packers. Oh. So Aaron Rodgers, sometimes he gets rid of the ball quick. Sometimes he holds it a little bit longer, makes plays, mm-hmm. tries to draw to play a little bit longer. Let's see if they can take some advantage of it. I like it. I like it. All right. So we are going to take one more quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about what's going on in Philly, our recipes, and our mean tweets. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. The Babes, we are back, and we are in our final segment. So we're just going to do our recipes. But first, just what's going on around Philly this week? Well, the Phillies were just officially eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, they blew up. So that happened. Um, JT Romuto, by the way, he had an MRI on his knee. You see that? Yeah. Did it come back clean? Do we know? Um, Kapler, I didn't see any official reports, but Kapler did say that it didn't show anything significant well, or that's whatever. Good. Yeah, and JT said that it's not terrible. He just noticed some discomfort in it. Got and it. it's not, he said, given where we are right now, it's not worth it. And he said That's he's fair. had it in previous seasons. It's better this September than it's been in previous September. So it's good, but he's just yeah. sore. He's a catcher. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But their last couple home games of this weekend, Fan Appreciation Day is Sunday. It's also Fall Fest at Morgan. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Fall Fest at Morgan's Pier on Saturday. It's Manny Young Fall Restaurant Week starting, and there's apparently a Prohibition pub crawl happening, like a Roaring Twenties. In Manny Young? No, I think that one's in the city. Oh, that's cool. Flapper girl. Yeah. I don't know 100%. why I said it like that. But, but yeah. The Manny Young, so wait, the Manny Young Restaurant Week starts Sunday? I think so. Should yes, we go next right week? Here. We should go. I love Manny Young. And Dion will be back. We'll go Double next date. week. Yeah. Double date. Double date. We'll plan it. We'll figure it out. We'll pick a night and we'll go. And you guys are welcome too. Come us hang up. out. Manny Young. I love Manny Young. Me too. It's so cute. It's Especially adorable. in Christmas. I love the Christmas lights. We were just talking about decorating for Christmas. Yes, it's going to be wait. so fun. Oh, so much fun. Now we're going to talk about our recipe and our cocktail of the week. So this week for the game, since it's Thursday night, home or away game, so I'll just be at home. Everyone's, I'll be at work during the day. We have to work the next day. So I'm just going to be making some sausage sandwiches on my little grill pan. Frying up some peppers and onions, too, and it's going to be delicious. That's a good one. Yeah. Now, when you do it on a sandwich, do you cut up the sausage or leave it, like, in the a long sausage? I leave it as a long sausage. That's the best way to do it. I hate when people cut it up when, when it's supposed to be on a sandwich. Do people really do that? I've seen it before. I've but seen it. Those people need talking yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's good. What kind of roll do you go with? Amoroso? Yeah. There you go. Always an Amoroso. <laughs> of course. <laughs> No, and I personally like cheese on mine as well. Oh, that's big, good. I'm a big cheese fan. I do love cheese. Yeah. So that's what I'll be doing this week. I'll post about it on, we'll post about it on our uh, Instagram. Yeah, well we got some people. We had someone try our buffalo chicken dip recipe, which was awesome. Yeah, shout out to you. That's awesome. I hope you liked it. Yeah, it sounds so good that you used it. I'm so glad you like it. We were so excited that Someone actually used it and tagged yeah. us in it. It was really awesome. Woo. We were so excited. Um, and now, Sam, okay, what's so our beverage? Our drink of the week. You already mentioned it's a Thursday night. Most of us have to work again the next morning, so we can't get wasted. So we're just going with Darn. The- I know. But we're just going to go with the old-fashioned beer for this week. You know, because you can just chill back, relax, max and all cool issues. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> We're not going to specify a beer this week, whichever no, beer yes. you prefer. Anyone that's your favorite. But we'll we share ha- the beers we have this week. Yes, but we have an idea. So if you know anybody that owns a local brewery or if you are listening and you own your own brewery that's around here, we'd love to collaborate because we'll lo- we're local. We love Philly. So 
let's collab. Um, if you know the person, tell them about it. And if you are the person, send us an email at babesonbroad at gmail.com. And maybe we can do feature you as our drink of the week yeah. for upcoming games this season. And that'd be sweet. Let us know. And additionally there, if you also have recipes you want us to try, whether it be for a cocktail or for a game day or tailgate recipe, send them and we will make them and feature them on our show yes. as well. And again, I mean, I guess you could DM us, but the best way to do it is email us at babesonbroad at gmail.com. And we will absolutely answer. I promise. <laughs> so with that, we're going to move into our final segment, which of course is our mean tweets. We didn't have anything super crazy this week, but definitely Speak for a yourself because I was triggered. Yeah. Sam was upset. Um, <laughs> the week started with um, last week we touched on someone calling me a bartender and someone responded and said, I don't think it's because you're female. I think it's because your profile picture makes you look like a bartender. Susie Colbert and Pam Oliver don't look like that. This generation doesn't care about professional presentation. Sorry, I'm not the only one who feels that way. I'm literally wearing a black tank top. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. I tweeted back at him. You saw my picture. Yeah. One, both those reporters he mentioned, great reporters, obviously, they're 55 and 58. Nobody that age is wearing a tank top. And if you are, props to you. Good for but you. But nobody that I'm age sure especially is wearing a tank top on TV. You I'm, know what I mean? Yeah. And then also, the, I attached a picture to it because it's funny. This generation is so unprofessional. Um, okay, dude, it's Aaron Andrews in a tank top pregame interviewing the players. Looks completely fine. Yep. Looks completely normal, yep. like anybody our age. Yep. Super professional, though. Because yep. And that's wonderful. Invalid. Whatever Susie and Pam are doing, that's all well and good. Yep. But I'm not either of them. True that. I'm me, and I don't really care what anyone else is doing because I'm doing this yeah. ish my way. And that same guy then goes, what the hell is wrong with everybody? I'm talking about professionalism, period. It doesn't matter what gender or age you are. If you dress casual, you're going to be treated casual. Are you all trying to hook up with this girl? Is that why I'm getting all this hate? No. No, because you're a jack butt. Exactly. That's why people don't like you, and that's why people stand up for us. Yeah. So then, another fun one. When we had BGN Radio and BLG and Michael Kist... And some of our other friends at Bleeding Green Nation tweeting about last week's episode. And someone responded and said, really? At Run This Town 13 is horrible. Tries way too hard and not informative. Sorry, I'll stick to the real Philly media. First of all, this guy blocked me before tweeting that. Like a giant, giant idiot. He was afraid to see what you said. Or maybe he didn't want you seeing it and he tried to look tough. I don't know. The reason was stupid. But also... Are people scared of me like that? I don't know. But they should like, be. you're welcome. You realize how much time we take to put these stats together so that he doesn't have to. If yeah. he wants to. OK, if you knew everything and you wanted to take the extra five hours. Yeah. To you go do what we stats, do. That's fine. If you, you want to do, do that do. and don't need us. OK, I'm sorry. I wish you like talking to us. But if you want to spend that time, we're here so that we can try to inform you, give you our opinions. You don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. It's not Just kidding. Hurt us. All you other cool people, you said. The rest of you are awesome. Yeah. That guy is the worst. And then someone goes to response to one of our pictures. I wish you guys would smile. We're not here to please you. Dude, we smiled in one picture and got called lesbians. That's a true story. We can't please anybody. No. Nobody's we can't happy. Please anybody. And this is my first personal favorite of the week. Sam's tweeting about the game on <laughs> Sunday, and someone responded to Sam, You don't even watch football. Dude. I don't know why. I was 
triggered. Maybe it was because I spent the entire game not even being able to really enjoy the game because I was so focused on taking notes and doing all that. I was triggered. Do not say that I don't even watch the game because obviously, one, you don't listen to us because we have to watch the game and we have to rewind and watch the game and we have to take notes on the entire game. So do not try to discredit all our hard work. Also, I felt better, though, because I woke up the next morning. I told you I literally was still heated the next yep. morning. I was doing that brush of my teeth, this guy, blah, 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 sucks kind of thing. And, <laughs> and so I was triggered. I went in and I started venting to one of my co-people on 97.5 The Fanatic uh, morning show, Jamie Lynch. And I was like, Jamie, this guy, blah, blah, blah. And Jamie just goes, oh, Sam, no, nah, no, nah, like, don't worry. He's a troll. He says the same thing to me. And that instantly, I was like, oh. And I, I just had a, a sigh of relief, you know, because you can try to discredit all of us. And if you discredit all of our hard work, then I don't take it personal, at least. Yeah. You're still jack butt. You don't get approached by one of the biggest Eagles podcast networks in Philly to do a football show. And if not. you don't watch the game. <laughs> we win. You lose. From your couch. Go Birds. Boom! You yeah. suck. That's that. That's the end of the mean tweets. Absolutely. But you know what? Just to go back to it. Everybody that's not mean, which is 99.6% of you, you're awesome. And we appreciate you guys. And Absolutely. thank you for defending us. A lot of you guys defend us. Yeah. We have some awesome, awesome, awesome followers and some awesome people as members of the Babe Squad. Babe Squad. Babe Squad. Babe Squad. Well, with that... That is the end of our show, the end of episode 3.5, since we 3. had to break 5. this into two because we needed an entire episode to talk <laughs> about the Lions game and then an entire episode to talk about the upcoming Packers game. But, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, with that, <laughs> thank you to SB Nation Thank you to Bleeding Green Nation. You can find our podcast on BGN Radio or on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever. Honestly, just search us on Google. Search Babes on Broad or Bleeding Green Nation or BGN Radio on Google, and you'll find us. It's also attached to all of our social media, so. Oh, yeah. Every single one. And you can also follow us on those social medias. That's a great segue, Sam. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Babes on Broad. You can follow Sam on Twitter and Instagram at SamWills18. You can follow me on Twitter at RunThisTownWithAnE13 or on Instagram at Jessica underscore Town. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Go Birds! Go Birds! Babes on Broad.